Good afternoon, everybody. This is Corey Hepler for the Crazy Monkey Inc. podcast with my co-host, Jared Gifford. Hey. How you doing, Jared? Doing all right. Well, for, first, to get things off um, get things off the ground, we want to at least first take the opportunity to do this, and then we'll reiterate it at the end of the podcast. But uh, we want to let you know where our comic books are available. Yes. Um, you know, uh, as you know, Corey is the author of... The Adventures of Taxi Cad Joe, and I am the author of Darum Captain of the Stars. You can always find our comic books available to uh, to buy digitally or for print copies um, on the website. Uh, go to crazymonkeyink.com, and it's ink with an I-N-K. And you can always buy our uh, buy our comic books there. Digital copies are a dollar fifty. Print copies are five dollars. Um, <clears throat> So uh, you can always check this stuff out there, and then we have a plethora of other great titles there besides our stuff. I mean, you know, definitely check out our stuff, but we have a plethora of other stuff that's worth checking out. Many great creators under the Crazy Monkey Inc. banner. Hey, fucking man. Oh, yeah. All right, now now we're going to kickstart into something that Corey and I were just discussing, um, something we're actually also very passionate about and, and remember fondly through the years is is video gaming through the years and and where and first off we're gonna start with our earliest memories like some of the earliest video game systems or, or even just yeah, pc video games that we remember playing now i remember my dad breaking out the box that he just bought of the Apple II box computer. Oh, I remember that. And then they actually had the. And then this is back when. So funny because remember people remember floppy disks, but they were those things from the nineties that most people remember. I remember, and I tell people this. I remember floppy disks were actually floppy. Yeah. That they were called floppy disks because they were floppy. They were these. They were these kind of. Um, I don't know what material they were made out of, but it was kind of like a. It was almost like that kind of material that they made the. Uh, the 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 so the the tape dispenser stuff yeah um that was in that 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 was actually in cassettes yeah um and uh, and 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 they had that on the bottom and then the and then the side was like this floppy plastic now some games that I really enjoyed from the uh, Apple II era were Rambo, the one where you had to type out all the damn commands. Oh um, yeah, the, the the it was the the uh, the Rambo sort of uh, type uh, typing adventure thing. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Karate, which was actually when you didn't have to type; you just had to do directional buttons, and I think like A, S, and D were your yeah were your uh, weapons and kick and punch. Yeah, and also another one that not a whole lot of people think. That was on that, but it was was yeah. the old black and white Cubert game. Oh yes, in fact, uh, in fact, uh, yeah, because uh, you could not only get that on Atari, but it was also yeah, it was for like early Apple II stuff. Another one, an old, an, an oldie but a goodie. But then most people will remember this one, the Oregon Trail. Yes. Where you'd uh, get dysentery from the first five miles of your journey. Oh yeah, it, basically it was it was it was uh, it, it, the the challenge was basically how many of your members of your family can you keep alive before you make it to Oregon, or exactly. like, unless you actually die on the way there. One of the most frustrating things for me <laughs> is when I was like it was when I was like maybe just just like one town away from from getting to where I was supposed to go, right? Mm-hmm. And then I like die from dysentery or something. 
I remember I beat that game, I think, five different times out of yeah. the hundreds of times that I played it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, every time that I beat it, I would be the only family member alive. All the rest of them just died. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to repopulate with the rest of these fine folks in Oregon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, and then and then uh, and then there, you had the uh, two choices uh, near the end because there, there was a point where you get to a river, mm -hmm. and I remember this. You had two choices when you got to that river. You could either um, you could you could either make a raft and ride down the river all the way to your destination. Yeah. Or or you could go overland, but then the big problem was with overland, you had more of a chance to catch diseases a lot quicker. I'd usually uh, do the river because yeah. the ferry actually didn't cost that much. Oh, no, and then that's what I'm saying. The only thing you had to remember to do was you had to avoid the rocks because I remember was there was there was a section where where you had to go and avoid the rocks, and every time you hit a rock, you know, you'd, like, lose so many supplies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like a, that, that, that was thing. And then I remember the hunting system that they had, which actually improved with each, with each, um, um, with each game, because the thing is, like, a Oregon Trail, they would constantly update every now and again. And the, and what's interesting is Oregon Trail was actually the very first game that got an update. Yeah. Some people don't know that. And what was no. funny about the Oregon Trail is the fact that, mm -hmm. uh, say one of your family members got bit by a snake, and you don't have enough medical supplies, they would die because of the snake bite. Yeah, exactly. And, and I love that. And then uh, and, and, said, and then yeah, so that, there were several other games that I really remember that. Um, and then you and I had touched upon this on a previous podcast, but we can probably go more elaborate into it now. But uh, another awesome video game series I remember, and I know you're going to remember a subsequent series that was similar to it, but first, uh, you remember the original King's Quest games. Oh, I love the King's Quest games. Those were the games that it, mm. it took an amount of, and I'm not trying to be rude, but it took an amount of intelligence to get through that game. Well, because you had to know where to do things, because there were certain places where you'd have to, like, dig a hole, you'd have to, it, and you always had to type in these commands, which you wanted your character to do. Yeah. And, uh, and basically, you had to go and find certain items to maybe help open up other places, and, uh, and then sometimes you actually had to find inventive ways to fight the bad guys in that game, because sometimes you couldn't, like, this was one of those games you couldn't just run at the bad guy and kill them. No. Nope. It, was one, it wasn't one of those games. You actually had to, like, you, you had to use, like, a specific item or something to to take out a bad guy. And then sometimes it was just a matter of letting a bad guy wear itself out. Fall, like, like in the case of the Cyclops, you wait until the guy, like, falls asleep under a tree, and then you sneak past him. You remember Elf's Quest? Um, uh, oh, Elf Quest. Elf uh, Quest. Uh, Elf Quest, uh, I remember the comic book series, because I collected the comic book series, like, a lot. They had a video game for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that was awesome. I oh. liked that one. Oh yeah. Uh, unfortunately, that must have been one that fell under my radar because I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't actually, uh, or, or uh, went above my radar. So. Yeah. Um, but that because I, I, you know, I never, uh, I never actually experienced that one. But another one, and I know <laughs> that you'd brought this up previously. Another series that you really liked was, um, was uh, Monkey Island. Yes. Not only was that an amazing series, one of my most favorite. It was probably, besides Castlevania and Zelda, probably one of the more frustrating games that I'd played. Because it was, like, all over the damn place. It's like Zelda. You have to go to this town to get this item, to go yeah. back to this town to make sure that this is taken care of. And you're like, holy mother of fuck, when is the... 
when is this going to stop? <laughs> and, and for those who don't know, Monkey Island is actually uh, an early example. I mean, Monkey Island controlled uh, very similar to uh, King's Quest, and uh, it was uh, it was a game where ba- it was a game where you actually played as pirates. Yeah, and um, they actually had, I believe, two or three installments of Monkey Island. Yeah, um, I can only remember the first two because I think there was, if I remember right, there was. Uh, Monkey Island, and then the return, to, then the return to, Monkey to Monkey Island. Island. Yeah. I can't remember what the third one was called. I'm going to have to check that out, but yeah. I believe they had three. If yeah. I'm wrong, then it's whatever. Yeah. However, we're yeah. going to jump into the Atari, because I know yeah. you and I loved the Atari games. Oh, yeah, and going with console games, the earliest console I remember getting was the Atari 2600. Yes. And and, and you know and, 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 yeah, there's, there's a ton of games I remember playing. And then for those who... Um, for those who haven't got to experience the Atari, here's the whole thing. You think it was primitive when, when, when Nintendo came out? No, no, no. Nintendo was considered advanced by the time that came out. No, no. We remember in most Atari games, you had at least four to five screens maximum. Yeah. Maybe six colors on the palette. Yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, and, 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 and the most basic video game sounds you ever heard. And the best part... One of my most favorite games from the Atari, uh-huh. and the fact that it got frustrating after every level, and here's the thing yeah. about the Atari games. Yeah. The levels never fucking ended. They just got yeah. harder and harder and harder, and you're just yeah. like, holy shit, kill me now. Yeah, that was actually a new feature that they introduced with the Nintendo, was endings to video games, because yeah. the thing is, with, uh, those who remember, uh, those of us who are old enough to remember the Atari era and, and, and previous iterations before, and even, they said, the PC games. Yeah. Um, the, a lot of early video games, um, like I said, some of those PC games had, uh, had exceptions, but, uh, but a lot of early video games, especially with the, with the Atari 2600, had this whole thing where basically it was like, as you said, it would get harder and harder and harder and harder, but it would never end. There was no definitive ending. It was basically like, play the game until you got frustrated and turned it off. And the worst part, I'm not trying to complain, but the worst part about Atari, yeah. it wasn't the games because the games were amazing. You remember yeah. the controllers? Oh yeah! Well, Holy did, fuck! The joystick and one yeah. fucking button. You you actually had to go out and get uh, there was these there was these controllers that you could get um, for the Atari twenty six hundred. Actually, two two things you could do in which which had better controls. But yeah, the original Atari controller was 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 the worst. It was it was one joystick as you said, one button. Yeah, one joystick and one button. That was your Atari controller, and yeah, it was frustrating to use that. Actually, it was better is if you could actually there was um. There was a there was another controller that you could hook into it and uh, and it had a better controller scheme on it. I believe yeah. I believe uh, I believe you could. Uh, I, once again, I may be remembering it wrong, but I believe you could hook the ColecoVision yeah. controller into it and uh-huh. it would work. Um, oh, there were actually three because there was the yeah. one specifically yeah. for a couple of games that went back and forth, up and down. You remember yeah. the Pong one where it had the yeah. knob where you went up and down with that? Another thing you can actually do, interestingly enough, and a lot of people didn't know you could do this, you can actually hook a Sega Genesis controller into an Atari 2600 and it'll work. Yep, exactly. I mean, you'll still only get one fucking button. Well, no, but but it's easier to control because it really basically, is. because basically your control pad would 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 work at like the stick, uh-huh. and then and then you'd have just like and then you have the the one button would just be one of the buttons on the uh, the Genesis controller. But the whole point is it'd be easier to handle that that whole bulky Atari twenty six hundred controller. No, I mean whole thing is 
I mean, I'll, I'll give you props. If you can use that and beat an Atari game on it, man, that's, that's great because apparently you've got Perseverance, but yeah. I never did. I would always find an alternate controller to play my Atari games. The one game that was so frustrating for me on the Atari, and then we'll go up to the NES. Oh, no problem. Just go ahead. Was Cubert. Mm-hmm. Holy fuck. Okay, the first couple of levels where you landed on all the blocks and you tried to escape all the monsters and then yep. after a while you'd have to hop on the blocks two times each and then there were three times each and there were four times each. Mm -hmm. It always just added one added mm -hmm. one more level of difficulty until it was just like you forgot, you know, I, how many blocks you jumped on and like how many times you had to and then you just yeah. fucking give up because it was I, way too I, damn well, difficult. I, I just wanted to uh, add in these two games on the Atari before... Oh, what about Pitfall? Oh, oh, hey, okay, three. three. Pitfall was awesome. Pitfall, no, you see, I'm so glad you brought that up. No, Pitfall was one of my favorite Atari 26. And Dig Dug. Game. Yes, Dig Dug as well. Um, we actually did have a version of it for the NES as well. Um, and, yes, they did. And, and anyway, um, no, but the ones I was going to talk about, and um, one, one is Pole Position. Yes. I was like, and that was a fun racing game. Um, and no, then, it doesn't have anything to do with stripping. No. Um, and then, um, and then, interestingly enough, and, and, and I'm so surprised we haven't brought this up yet, Joust. Joust, exactly. Joust yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Oh, and the tank one. Oh, I forget Where the name of that. Where you had the, uh, uh, tank commander. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you had mm. the different difficulties, and you had yeah. the different types of tanks that you would shoot. But yeah, but I remember that. That was the thing about the Atari 2600 era was was that there was never really any games that you could win. It exactly. was just more sort of the difficulty. We'd get higher and higher and higher and higher, and then you just uh, we get to the point where it was so high that it was just too you, you couldn't you couldn't beat it. Yeah, uh, and you were just so fucking frustrated. You're like, well, now I'm gonna go out and play in the sunshine that I haven't seen in days. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then but, but then that actually perpetually ended. Uh, when two uh, when 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 two systems were released, um, uh, one the very first one was when Nintendo came out with the Nintendo Entertainment System. And for those who aren't familiar, I'll give a slight bit of history on that one. Yeah, please. There do. was a reason why it was called the Nintendo Entertainment System and not the Nintendo Video Game System. What happened was a lot of people don't remember this, but in 1983, the video game market crashed. Hard. Really hard. And one of the things was because a lot of people had invested in the E.T. video game. And that game um, that game didn't do as well as they wanted it to. So they actually had to go and uh, like get rid of a bunch of their copies. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, what happened was the video game market crashed. And interestingly enough, a lot of people don't know. But in 1984, there was like no video game industry. Nope. A lot of people still thought there was, but the funny thing is no, there was no video game industry in 1984. That all changed in 1985 because what happened was Nintendo came in, and yes, they were a video game system, but they didn't want to call themselves that because like at that point, video games, like you said, something was a video game system, but oh God, not another Atari. Yeah. They always do that. And um, they wouldn't invest in something yeah. that was a video game because yeah. as Jared said, yeah. that whole last year before 1985, yeah. video games were just null. And yeah. so they tried to, they were coming up with a name to where it would catch someone's eye, to where like, okay, this but is a video game But it wasn't associated with the Atari. A, but it wasn't associated with the Atari, so they came out with the NES, 
or the yeah. Nintendo Entertainment System. Yeah. And the very first two games that I remember, and I think you'll correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, I think you're right. Were, uh, and they came together as one game, uh, Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Yes. Um, and actually, they came under one's you cartridge. Could, uh, you could, you, um, you, you, it depended on which box you got, but there was yeah. the one you could get, there was, there was, uh, I remember in the early days there was three, three boxes you could get of the Nintendo, and it would have... Uh, one no, would have... No, uh, Legend of Zelda was one of them, too. Uh, no, no, that didn't come till later. But to do what I'm saying is they all oh. had Super Mario Brothers in one iteration or other, but there was a box that did just adjust Super Mario Brothers, and I actually had gotten that one. I didn't yeah. get... Du I actually had to get Duck Hunt separately. Yeah, um, I got the one with Duck Hunt. But, uh, yeah, you got the one with Super Mario Duck Hunt. Mm -hmm. And then there was actually a third one, and I never got this one, but it was actually interesting. They had one that had... It, 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 was, a, it was three video games in one cartridge. It was... Super Mario Brothers Duck Hunt and World Class Track Meet. Oh, that's right. I, I don't yeah. know how I forgot that one. Yeah. I, I think it's maybe because I hadn't seen that one because I got the one and with if the you two. Remember, so. And if you remember, because this is funny, they, they, that, this was the one that you, you got the pad for. It was. Oh, it, God, that, yes. Oh, the yeah, pad no, was awesome. We didn't go into NES accessories here, but oh, there were a lot God. of NES accessories. And one of them was that there was this little pad that you could lay on the ground, and this was like for like any games where you had to race. Yeah. And World Class Track Meet had this whole thing. And yeah, so, I mean. Um, but uh, when you had to do the long jump, or you yeah. had to do like the hurdles, or like yeah. that, or like the four hundred meter dash, you would like yeah. run as fast as you could, and then yeah. jump over the hurdles, or yeah. like run as fast as you can, yeah. just to get the best time. Oh my god, yeah. that was like the best cardio back in the day. Seriously, yeah. it was so awesome. Everybody was fucking exercising. And remember, people, this was before they had the Wii. Exactly, and this. And the cool thing was, it took up the entire goddamn floor. Yes. It was so damn huge. It's got, it came in this big fucking box, and you're like, what could possibly be in this thing? Yeah. And you open it up, you're like, oh my god, this is like ultimate twister. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And then, but yeah, and then, and then the other system that came out, it was a year after Nintendo, but it also helped change the game for video games, was the uh, Sega Master System. Yes. And the Sega Master System actually didn't last as long as people wanted it to because yeah. shortly after the Sega Master System came out, it was the Sega, Sega Genesis. Genesis. Yeah, or, or, as they know in Europe, the Sega Mega Drive. Yeah. And um, a couple of games from Sega that I really enjoyed... And uh, I know it's going to sound extremely cliche when I say yeah. these games, but I really loved them. Altered Beast. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Sonic... Oh, and yeah. also, there was one more that I really, really enjoyed, well, and I oh, it was Strider. I, oh yeah, no, and, and, and those are actually really good. But uh, but I actually want to take a moment to step back for the Sega Master System, give mm -hmm. it give it its due because okay, it it uh, there's a lot of games that it came out with that a, that a lot of people don't realize. I mean, they were really great games for their time. I mean, it was like Sega Master System. I mean, I think it lasted three years because I think it started in '86, and then it would had been replaced by the Genesis slash Mega Drive by '89. That's but, right. But it had some great games during that time period because, like, the original Shinobi yes. came out for the Sega Master System. Um, and uh, and then and um, and then uh, there are also it was uh, the, the some of the first Alex Kid games. True. Um, those those were actually very fun. Um, Sega Master System. Uh, you know, um, they uh, they had. Um, they actually had, interestingly enough, because a lot of people remember, like, most video game systems had really bad um, versions of the Ghostbuster video games. <laughs> but, Sorry. But, but, 
Sega Master System actually had a really good, decent Ghostbusters video game. See, now, interestingly enough, and I know this is really, really sad to say, yeah. but the 3DO and the Sega Master System are literally the only video game console systems besides the uh, Wii U yeah. that I have never purchased. Oh yeah, uh, well, and and and, and uh, some saying it's like, uh, but but I do believe you had played the Sega Master System. Oh yeah, because yeah. a couple of my friends had it. I don't know if you, I don't know if you and I had played it together. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if we, I think we'd played it separately. But uh, but the thing is, you know, I remember you and I had actually experienced the Sega Master System. But you are yeah. right. Well, there's a few video game systems, and most people who are our age will remember this because most people's parents were usually this way, unless you had rich parents. Yeah, was most people. Um, uh, you would you would get the choice of one video game system the holidays. Like, Christmas would come up and they say, okay, you can have one video game system. And you would either choose, like, one of the Sega systems or you'd choose, like, one of the NES systems. Um, you know, and... Uh, or you'd choose one of the varied other systems that were out there. But basically, you could only afford one video game system. And then, basically, you had to stick with that until, like, maybe the next big video game system down the line came out. And... With those, with that system, it was actually a really, really decent system, and people don't give a whole lot of credit for it. It's also one of the um, underdogs of the video game systems that people really don't give a whole lot of credit for because it was at that time that they were coming out with games that would later be kind of like um, your ancestors to the Sega Genesis. Well, exactly. That's what I'm saying, and then that's where you've got to give. Uh, at least these platforms. You got to give Atari Twenty Six Hundred, NES, and and the Sega Master System credit for this. They paved the way for what some of the grandest stuff would be in the sixteen bit era. They exactly. And and and, and they, they were doing some innovative stuff in the eight bit era. I mean, remember the cutscenes? When we talked about this, the cutscenes in in Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. The, that was unprecedented in video games up to that point. And it Most was video cin- games did not have a complex story. And it was the cinematography and the stop motion yeah. of the story between levels yeah. that had been unprecedented and gave way to newer games with that kind of theme to it because yeah. Ninja Gaiden not only was... One of the very first ninja games for the NES. Yeah. But it also, with the cinematography, paved the way for the next generation for Super Nintendo to also bring about even better and wider range cinematography for video games. Oh yeah, well basically it started it started <clears throat> it started to have it started what we you know what I like to call games with storylines. Yeah. And 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 yeah, and, and the basically um, cuz most most other games the point before before games like that, I mean, and and and, and I and I say it started with games like um like Legend of Zelda, as you yeah, like, as you it point did. out, yeah, um, it, it, and then and then Ninja Gaiden and, and then other subsequent games. But basically, what you got was was most games before that point was basically was get from point A to point B, um, beat a level, and then um, and then work your way towards the end. And ooh, congratulations, you won! Yeah, uh, but, but our princess is in another castle. Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but with, with the games when they had that wider scope, games like Legend of Zelda, games like Ninja Gaiden, games like Shinobi, yeah, um, it started this whole thing where basically 
each time you would beat a level, you get more and more of the story. And, and, and it was very revolutionary at the yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's what I'm saying. is is and, and a lot of people will scoff at it nowadays. A lot of people will be like, oh, well, these games are archaic next to nowadays games. But I said, but, but I keep telling people all the same thing. Your games you have now would not exist had it not been for these games that you're calling grandpas. And here's the really cool thing. I'm a huge, huge fan. Mm-hmm. Huge fan. Mm-hmm. Huge fan for those Donald Trump fans. Um, <laughs> of Assassin's Creed. And oh, Assassin's yeah. Creed has cinematography and it has live action animation to it. Assassin's Creed needs to bow down to the games yeah. that brought that out, like Ninja Gaiden yeah. and the other ones that you yeah. had named off, because had those video games not come out with yeah. that type of um, precedented future mm-hmm. typing of games, Assassin's Creed wouldn't be a thing. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. And then, well, and in fact, in fact, <coughs> um, Assassin's Creed, because it's so funny, is, uh, is <coughs> and I think we've, Touched on this before, but 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 sometimes I'll get people who will basically talk about it like and and please don't get me wrong, I love the Assassin's Creed. Oh, we're not we're not hating on it. We're we're not. I'm not hating on it. But but what happened was, and I just want to give people context there. Yeah. But but what happened was, sometimes people will will have a discussion with me, and they'll basically say that that. Assassin's Creed was the first in its kind in, in, in like assassin based games. And I was like I was like, okay, obviously you're not learning your history because I said there were many assassin based games that happened before that. I said you it's like have you it's like he's like have you tried the original Metal Gear Solid? Because yeah. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid. It was very PlayStation, stealthy. Plus PlayStation 1. And yeah, and you could kill people in stealthy ways. Have they tried Tenshu stealth assassins? Yeah. Have they tried um any of the Metal Gear Solid games? That's what with, I just with said. Snake. Yeah, that's what you said. I started off with Metal Gear yeah. Solid, and uh, and then I said, and then Tenchu. But then there were even some stuff that predated that in the 16-bit and 8-bit era. The um, I mean, granted, you couldn't be as sophisticated about it, but the original Metal Gear, you yeah, could, you had that sort of, you had that sort of covert way you had to do things. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you got caught, the game was over. Yeah, you you couldn't get caught once in the level. It's like you had to be. 100% perfect in your assassinations, or you had to start the level all the way over again, which oh, yeah. was frustrating as balls. Yeah, and then yeah, and see, and so <laughs> for those for those who take advantage, just the whole thing is like you, you should be you should feel lucky that that you actually have save states because you can actually start a short ways away from where you died. No, no, metal. You try the original Metal Gear. Let me tell you about frustration. You could be halfway through the game. Mm-hmm. Halfway through the game, you still get caught. Your ass is right back to the beginning. Exactly. So, I look at it this way. Yeah. With your stealthy games, you really have to get credit where credit is due because yeah. with the stealth games that we had, mm-hmm. it was like it was you either perfect the level mm-hmm. or you're fucked. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> well and, and and for those who and, 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 and here's the thing: there are these people, and a lot of people are like, "What? They exist?" But there, there is. Here's the thing. For, most people who've played Contra know the 30 Lives code. Yeah. Most people. Unless but, you live under a rock and didn't, well, and didn't how, get the code. Well, actually, actually, however, I was just going to touch on that. But there were some people who didn't. However, you got to hand it to them. They, there are some people out there, and, I, and I've heard about it, that 
three lives. They had the three lives. And we're still able to make it through Contra. Now, yeah. that's hardcore. That is hardcore. That's like, I got to give props to you because I couldn't get through Contra without the 30 lives because, A, I'm a pussy. <laughs> and, B, back in the day, I was so fucking uncoordinated with all the bullets flying around and all this other bullshit and enemies yeah. just flying all over the fucking screen that if I didn't have the 30 lives, I'm pretty damn sure I wouldn't have beaten the game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, 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 I totally get it, and and, and that's what I'm saying. Is like uh, so, but the whole point point is, is you got to give props to the people who could defeat Contra on just three lives. You really do, because that's <laughs> fucking hardcore. That's like yeah. that's like if you were to take one of the games nowadays, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna do it on the really, really hard fucking setting. Yeah, you get one fucking life, and that's it. Good luck with that. Oh yeah, no, and then there was plenty of those games going around. But yeah, but, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to get handed to that. But that, but that's what I say is they paved the way for what came in the 16-bit era. And then, and there's plenty of stuff in the 16-bit era that I've, uh, 16-bit era that I really like and they, and they approved upon. Um, like, like, like once again, I love how you brought up the Castlevania franchise. Yeah, is uh, <coughs> first three games in that franchise, and actually uh, at this point, I think they had their first Game Boy um, title, which was the Castlevania Adventure. Yeah. Um. And um, anyway, um, but then they improved upon that. I mean, you, you get you get Super Nintendo, boom, Super Castlevania Four. It's not just Castlevania Four; it's, it's Super, Super Castlevania. Castlevania Four. They had to put that shit in there so yeah. that it was distinguished between the NES version and the Super Nintendo version. Oh yeah, and then say so that's what I'm saying. And then and then that. Oh, I mean, you you and I talked about it. That's got to be one of the most definitive. Castlevania titles ever. I mean, once again, people might sit here and argue to crap with me, and that's but no, fine. But that's fine. But no, but you gotta. But you know, but the, for those of us who grew up on this, they'll know. Those of us who are our age or maybe older will know this. The whole thing is that Castlevania changed the game. It really it, did. It did because it. I mean, the graphics were much smoother. Mm -hmm. um, it had a much more spooky atmosphere than even the first three had set up. Oh yeah, it had um, it had a whole mm, different type of yeah. gothic vibe atmosphere oh yeah and then and then to top it all off i mean well, not, not even to top it all off, I mean, it had an excellent soundtrack i forgot to mention that i mean one of the best in the castlevania franchise oh, of course and then uh, and then um and then here's the biggest innovative part was you felt like you were more control with simon belmont no more did you have the awkward jumps you felt like you could control the jumps better everything felt more fluid and come on you could whip in every direction in exactly. this game. You could that was awesome. You could devo the shit out of all of those enemies. Exactly. The <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I see what you did there. Ah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but the whole point is, is that is that this was unprecedented in the Castlevania franchise. At most Castlevania games, you can only whip in one direction. And I think that was the only Castlevania game where you could yeah. do that. It was. In fact, which was really fucking depressing because the, the only Castlevania one that after close, that, yeah, we went right back to the linear well, back and forth. There style. was only one that came a little close. Um, Are which you was talking about um, Bloodlines? Bloodlines, because um, yeah. in Bloodlines you couldn't whip in every direction, but you could at least you could at least whip diagonally. Yeah, and that's to get like the candles and the other shit that was up high. Yeah, high. So, so you could at least do that. But no, you're right. It was the only game in the Castlevania franchise where you could whip in every direction. Exactly. Now, I'm going to yeah. take it back just one console because I Go know ahead. you and I yeah. love this yeah. system. What is it? Game Boy. 
Oh yes. Oh, and you know, you know what? I am so glad you went into the handheld. <laughs> but that's beside. And that's another whole thing. It's like there was there's some really great games I remember from that, especially in the early era of the handhelds. Oh yeah. The, one a lot of people don't remember, and this was one of my favorite Super Mario games. Mm-hmm. Super Mario Land. Oh yeah. That was frustrating as shit, but it was fun. Oh, I loved it. It was so funny. A lot of people don't remember that game. Mm-hmm. The funny thing is, is that's one of those that's one of those games you bring it up in a conversation. People are like, "What? I never heard of that." One's that new? You know <laughs> what? You know what? One game was really frustrating, but it was a lot of fun to play on the yeah. Game Boy. Marble Madness. Oh yes, Marble uh, Madness was, was awesome. It was even, it was even <laughs> more frustrating than the Nintendo version. Exactly. Oh, and Doctor Mario. Oh yeah! And oh my one, was like, god! That, that was, that was so another cool. one that was even harder on the Game Boy than on the <laughs> Nintendo version. This is I mean, like, what fucking color is dark and what's light and what, what shade? And you, you got to match them. It's like, oh god damn it! Yeah, how do I know which one to go for? It was like a more frustrating version of the the black and white Tetris. Oh yeah, exactly. It, it was it was it was one of those things. That, oh come on! And then uh, you know, and then there's several other things. I mean. Yeah, it has some really hard games. Oh, another one that was really fun to play, and I, I remember playing it and loving it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Fall of the Foot Clan. Oh, hell yeah. That yep. was awesome, actually. I really uh, liked that one. Oh, yeah, as, as I'm saying. That was another really fun one. Oh, no, see, I know. See, I totally love that you've brought this up because this brings up, like, big nostalgia memories. Oh, another one. One of my favorite Legend of Zelda Game Boy titles, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. Yes, that one was actually really, really innovative Yeah, as well, because there were a lot of things that that game brought about that the original ones from the NES hadn't mm-hmm. touched on. Oh, wait, well, no, and, and not, not even, in hell, not even the, there was, there was a one thing you can do in that that you couldn't even do in the, in, in the Super Nintendo version. Uh-huh. You couldn't even do the Link to the Past, because interesting enough, this actually came out after a link to the past um and uh, this this game one of the things you could do is if you picked up the um the feather item yeah link could jump uh-huh that was unprecedented link could never jump in any of the other games nope. i mean with the exception of maybe zelda 2 the adventure link but that was a different kind of uh setup yeah and the first one you like had a whip and you could whip to the other side and it would draw you across and kind of hop yeah. across but it wasn't yeah. a jump well, it wasn't uh, like you had a jump button. Yeah, but you anyway, um, but what I'm saying is, is uh, an, uh, uh, but it was with Link's Awakening. With Link's Awakening, uh, that was the uh, that was the first Legend of Zelda game, uh, at least overview <coughs> Legend of Zelda game, where you could actually jump across stuff. Yes. Now, um, segueing from the Game Boy. Yep. Did you ever have a Sega Game Gear? Ah, I remember. I knew you were going to talk about that. Yes. Uh, and, and the thing is, <laughs> I personally never owned one because I had a Game Boy. Okay. And once again, it went with the one system thing. Yeah. Um, but I had a friend who had a Game Gear, and I would play his Game Gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, and I remember several awesome titles from that. Uh, there were there were actually um, a, some really cool Shinobi ports yes. on that one that I played. Really mm-hmm. awesome. Um, I, I have to say there. Um, uh, and this is not to be confused with the Revenge of Shinobi, because interesting enough, there's. It's odd because there's a really weird timeline with Shinobi, but the Revenge of Shinobi is is one of the ones that you have. Um, that's that's the sequel on the Genesis. Yeah, but, but which that, is confusing as yeah, shit. Yeah, but but then there's but then there's a Game Gear title that's called Shinobi Two. And and then that one's a little bit different, but anyway, but that was another one I remember playing uh-huh. uh, and totally enjoying. And then I also like the um, the Sonic port that they had on yeah, there, yeah, because that one was cool too. Yeah, 
Um, that that one was fun. Um, there were several. Like I said, there were, there, yeah, I, I got to play a few several titles on that, and it was uh, that was actually really fun. Um, the only thing where I, I would say, and, and I always told people this, where I thought that uh, now. I guess you had the pros and cons. Game Gear had the pros with the fact that all the games were in color. Yeah. But but here's where the Game Boy had it over the Game Gear. Was the battery life in a Game Boy lasted a whole lot longer than the battery life in a Game Gear. Yeah, the battery life in the Game Boy was almost three times better. Oh yeah, uh, you, you were you were always having to go through batteries with the Game Gear. Um, yeah, because it was notorious for burning out really quick. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the and the yeah. fan in the Game Gear yeah. uh, wasn't great either because there yeah. were a lot of Game Gears that would uh, that would overheat and yeah. they had to uh, send them back and get new ones. Yeah. So if you didn't save your receipt, you had to basically trash that one and buy a completely new one, which was like thirty to forty fucking dollars. Oh, and now and now here's another one that a, a lot of people don't remember when it came to handhelds. Yeah, because a lot of people remember Game Gear and Game Boy. How many people? And I'm wondering if you're one of them. How many people remember the Atari Lynx? I remember that one. Um, hmm. Not as much because that was one that I played on, but I didn't own. Yeah, and, and that was kind of the same with me, because there was only maybe a few titles here and there that I remember, but I remember it came out around the same time, uh -huh. and there was a little bit of buzz about it, but, but, but yeah, but I'll totally admit, I was a Game Boy guy. Um, and then, and, uh, and a lot of my friends were either one way or the other. They were the Game Boy people, or they were Game Gear people. And the funny thing was, there was so much hype. I'm going to go back to Game Boy for a minute. Yeah. There was so much hype when Game Boy Color came out. Oh, yeah. It's like people, they shit their pants when this came out. They're like, oh, my God, the Game Boy's got color now. It's like, oh, yeah. my God, calm yeah. the fuck down, people. Well, and one of the things I, I, one of the things I thought, I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Game Boy Color. I, I own a Game Boy Color. Yeah. But, but the thing was, is one of the things I remember thinking at the time when it was finally released, it's like, well, it took you long enough. Yeah. It's like what ten years after you made it. They're like, thanks, you fucks. We've we've graduated since then. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we've got the we've got the Super NES. Thanks. But but I'll admit there were some great titles that I remember that was really great that they had uh, that they either had re-released from the Game Boy Color or mm -hmm. there were some newer ones that they'd done for it. Like like they re-released Link's Awakening. Yes, they for, did. Uh, for the Game Boy Color, uh, and, and and they called it uh, Legend of Link's Awakening. Um, um, DX. Yeah, and, and they uh, they redid uh, Tetris. They redid. Um, mm -hmm. They redid uh, Doctor Mario. Yeah, there, there's a few older titles that they redid. Yeah, and in fact, they even did, did read. Uh, but but yeah, the, but uh, didn't they redo Castlevania as well? No, no, that wasn't until the advance. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um. But but hold on, uh, we're getting ahead of, our, ahead of ourselves. Uh, but what I was going to say is. Two games I remember getting, and there were also other Legend of Zelda games, and they were really awesome games because what happened was, this was the first time that that Nintendo had actually um, let let uh, another company handle one of their big franchises. Oh, I think uh, I know which one you're talking about. Um, what happened was there were two Legend of Zelda games, yeah, uh, Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Uh huh. And uh, and what happened was that was Nintendo um, teaming up with Capcom. That's right, because. Um I believe at the time mm -hmm. when Capcom Capcom had merged with uh, for those two titles, uh -huh. the art was actually a little different as well. Um, it was a little bit. It was a little bit different. Um, the the way the sprites looked and the way the game played was a lot like Link's Awakening. Yeah. Um, 
But there was a few uh, innovative things that they introduced in Oracle of Ages. You they actually had they actually had to where you would go between times in order to in order to change certain things in order to get certain items and whatnot. And then um, with Oracle of Seasons, it was kind of the same way. You would go between different seasons because sometimes you need one season to do a certain thing and whatnot. True. Um, and uh, and and. I really like them because I, I like the fact that they played a lot like Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that's it. That was some of my favorite Game Boy Color titles. Um, and the, but this, but you know, um, and then going through the years, um, you know, I like I like at least take this opportunity to maybe talk about some of the more obscure systems that we could remember through the ages. Okay, that maybe. Came up with a few good games, uh, or and 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 well, it's kind of a tragedy made me laugh. Like I, I want to start out with the TurboGrafx-16. TurboGrafx-16 had some awesome games on it, but unfortunately, it it got it ended up getting uh, pretty much overshadowed by Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis. That's right, because at the time it came out, um, the Genesis and the Super Nintendo were already a huge hit. That when it came mm. out, yeah, it was almost like. It was out, and then it was, like, forgotten. Yeah, exactly, because, I mean, there are a few good titles that came out of it. Like, one I remember strictly for the TurboGrafx-16, and it was a fun game, was a Bonk's Adventure. Oh, hell yeah, Bonk's Adventure was fucking hilarious. It was, like, this baby that had, like, these tiny fucking arms, this huge fucking head. A caveman baby. And he had this big fat club, and you beat the shit out of dinosaurs and cavemen. Yeah. And all sorts of stuff, and it was really, really cool. You got to throw rocks, you got a slingshot, and, for and those it was really awesome. And for those that don't know the history, um, uh, and unfortunately because this came out near the end of the TurboGrafx-16's uh, lifespan, because what happened was... Uh, they were starting to convert to some disk systems, and what happened was uh, they did have a Toro Graphics 16 uh, disk system. Oh, jeez, I remember that. But no, but, but no, but what happened? No, no, but what happened was there were some good games that came out of that. But what happened was in over overseas, it was. Um, it, it, it had a different name. It wasn't the Turbo Graphics 16. No, it um, wasn't. Um, it, it was called the PC Engine. Um, oh, that's yeah. right. It's called the PC Engine. And anyway, what happened was. What for those that don't know, the original Castlevania Rondo of Blood, or what most people in the United States know as Castlevania Dracula X, uh-huh. came out on the uh, on on the PC Engine. Anyway, what happened was it was never brought over to the states because what happened was by that time the Turbo Graphics 16 was pretty much winding down. And true, and, and unfortunately we never got that. So what they decided is like, okay, we'll give them a we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll give them a a a, a, a sort of port of 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 that over to the super nintendo see and um that port was actually really really well done and i wasn't yeah. really oh no disappointed I'm, in it i, well, I was me, glad that let it me give credit out. where credit let me give credit where credits do yeah uh things about craftsylvania dracula likes i like soundtrack is awesome yes um i love the way it controls um and 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 and, and, and you know and it actually had some really cool stuff in it where where I think it failed and it could have done better was the thing is it's like yeah granted I know that the Super Nintendo's graphical capabilities was not on par with the PC Engine because that one actually did have some animations in it you're right um but what they could have done was at least maybe had um the Super Nintendo equivalent of that I mean there's certain things they didn't have to change like one of the things I liked in the original Rondo of Blood because uh, you know because I actually had gone back and, and checked that out. Was in the original Rondo of Blood. Not only could you play as Richter Belmont, but once you saved his cousin um, Maria Renard, uh-huh. um, 
you could play as her. She True. was a playable character. Yeah. And then and and then another thing I um I, I thought that uh, they could have done was like okay I knew that the Super Nintendo couldn't do like movie scenes on par with the more disc system based consoles. Yeah. But the, the least they could have done was maybe like, okay, okay, why don't we take those and then make steel frames of them and put some text? They could have at least gave us that. I mean, they did that for Final Fantasy when it came out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they could have at least done that for us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's the only way way, way I, I don't like it. But other than that, no, love Dracula X. Um, but then, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, but but I wanted to give that credit where it was due. I mean, TurboGrafx-16 had some really great, really underrated games. It really did. And in fact, what's so funny is they actually had the original Street Fighter. Um, oh, and that's I'm right. The very first one. And in fact, what's so funny, though, is I have no idea why they did this. Because everywhere else it was called Street Fighter. Comes to the United States, and they, for some dumbass reason, they say, we're going to call it Fighting Street. Oh, that's right. But that's oh, the original sure. Street Fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just like, come on, it's Street Fighter. Would you guys just quit being freaking idiots? Now, I'm going to jump from the Super yeah. Nintendo yeah. to one of the all-time favorite consoles that I, to this day, if I had it, yeah. you could never get me off of it. I wouldn't play any other system. Super Nintendo 64. Oh, actually, it wasn't Super Nintendo. It was just Nintendo oh, 64. Nintendo 64. Yeah. Because... There were so many games that came out that I was like, holy mother of fuck, this is amazing. And the one, oh, that, I could, that, the one yeah. that I couldn't stop playing the most, yeah. and I know you will mm -hmm. totally get yeah. me when I say this, yeah. Ocarina of Time. Oh, of course. That, that was, that, 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 to me, that, <laughs> uh, there's, there's certain Legend of Zelda games that are just timeless. Like, one would be A Link to the Past from Super Nintendo, yeah. but the other one would definitely be Ocarina of Time. That was the very first 3D Legend of Zelda game, and I don't think any 3D Zelda game has come close to that. Now, don't get me wrong. I love each and every one when they get are released, because I'm a huge Legend of Zelda fan, as oh, you know. Of course. But... You're right. Ocarina of Time. It's just there was something special about that title. They just all the you know, all the elements were there. The stars must have been aligned or something. But it's just, it was it was just the perfect 3D Zelda game. And just even for what it was when they made the expansion of the land <laughs> and the exploratory nature of Ocarina mm -hmm. of Time even more expansive than it already mm -hmm. had been in the previous ancestral yeah. Zelda games. It was just like, it, it was in and of its time innovative as well. Oh yeah, and, and, and while we're going around in that era, um, another system that came out around that time that uh, that I grew to love. At first I was skeptical about it when it first came out. Yeah, I was like, oh, nothing's ever going to beat Nintendo or Sega. Boy, was I wrong. Um, <laughs> um, slap yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I grew to love it. It was like, I, I didn't get it until about a year after its release. Like, the first year it came out, I was like, eh. But the second year, I definitely, it's like the, the PlayStation 1. I remember coming to your yeah. house because you yeah. had called me and said, I just barely got the PlayStation 1. And yeah. I was like, you got the what? Oh, well, well, technically, back then, it wasn't even called the PlayStation 1. They didn't start calling that until they actually started numbering them. Yeah. Interestingly enough, it was just called the PlayStation back then. Uh-huh. Just the Sony PlayStation. And I was just... No, and I remember telling you that. I remember calling you up and saying... <laughs> he's like, hey, listen, Corey, I, I got the PlayStation. This is actually a really cool video game system. And I believe it was that same weekend that yeah. I had come and slept over at your house. 
and we drank so much goddamn Mountain Dew, yeah. and we played so much, so fucking much of that system, yeah. that by the time 6 o'clock rolled around, it looked like we were high, because <laughs> we hadn't got any fucking sleep, yeah. and then we like just crashed off of the sugar and the caffeine. And all the oh, video yeah. games, and we slept for now, like six hours. Now, now let's let's get in. Now let's get into the um, let's get into the point where uh, like some of the some of the best some some of the best PS One <laughs> games. Like uh, like like I remember when it first came out. Like one of the first games we started was the Crash Bandicoot series. Oh hell yeah, Crash Bandicoot was awesome. There were there were some really fun games. That's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of people don't remember those. But uh, for those who don't know, Crash Bandicoot was done by the same studio that would eventually do the Jack and Daxter games. Yes. Oh, and the Earthworm Jim. Um, no, no, that was a different studio. But Earthworm Jim was a good was was a good game and but that came out the uh, Super Nintendo era actually. Oh, I know. I just wanted to throw that in there. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yes, Earthworm Jim was great. Um, but yeah, no, and, and some other early PS1 titles I remember getting that were really fun. And and I wonder how many people remember this one, but one of my favorite ones and it's your one of your favorites too. One of one of one of uh, one of my brother Derek's favorites, uh Blood Omen Legacy of Cain. Oh hell yeah, we played the shit out of that game. Oh, and that would to me to this day, there's no other vampire game that's as good. Blood Omen Legacy came to me, set the precedence for all vampire games to come. That was like, there's no other game that's as good as that, in my opinion. Exactly. Now, we don't have a whole lot of time left, so let's skip forward into the future a couple of consoles. Okay, go ahead. Um, I remember getting the first PS2. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that was, that was another game system that I remember spending hours on. And I remember I spent a whole three months... <laughs> trying to beat Grand Theft Auto 3. Ah, uh, yeah. And I don't know why the fuck I spent that much goddamn time on that game, because it was retarded as hell. <laughs> but I was just like, this game, I have to beat it, because I gotta know what happens at the end. And then, at the very end, when you shoot your girlfriend, <laughs> because she's talking too goddamn much, and you've spoiler just... Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah, spoiler alert. And you've just had too much of her bitching and complaining. You hear this shot go off, and then there's silence. Yeah. And I was so happy at that ending. I was like, finally, the bitch is dead. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so you cue, cue the Wizard of Oz music. Ding dong. The, <laughs> the bitch is dead. The bitch is dead. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah. But, but, now, but now we've got here. Um, I want to, uh, um, why don't we take this opportunity for the last uh, at least uh, 10 minutes of the show or whatnot? Uh, okay. Let's first off. Um, Give uh, a few of our book recommendations. We can do that. What well, uh, are book recommendations for the week? Book recommendations for the week are uh, definitely check out A Young Man's Game by Paul Baker. Definitely check out Fur Lodge by Sean. I'm not going to pronounce his last name because I'm going to fuck it up. So you just I'll post a link down below to where you can get his book with this one. Um... Vampire's Kiss and Demon's Destiny by Sarah Bailey. That is also amazing. R.R. Um, R. Russo has one called Set the Birds Free. That one is also really cool. Um, as far as comics are concerned... I was going to go there. Um, definitely go to the Crazy Monkey Inc. website. Get um, Midnight's Avenger by Gabriel Razramarez. Also... 
Death Squad Zero, Cherry Bullet, The Toilet's Finder, Darum, Captain of the Stars, Taxi Cab Joe. Definitely get, um, oh shit. Five Star. Five Star. Get Five Star, uh, number one, and I believe number two is, um, Number two has just been released. It's just been released. Get Monsters on the Run one, Monsters on the two, Monsters on the Run two. I believe is just released. Yeah, um, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's just uh, it, we have we have a ton of them that we can't remember at the moment. But yeah. basically, please <coughs> go to crazymonkeyinc.com. Check out our long list of comics that we have uh, that we have that are already out but then but then please check up on the stuff that's coming up because we've also got the Romeo and Juliet graphic novel which is being worked on currently exactly. um we furious right now uh, or Cadence yeah, Arcus Furious Cadence Arcus Furious is getting worked on right now um by Brian JL Glass yes exactly um and uh, you know and and, just, and and you know um Taxi Cab Joe number two is being worked on right now. Exactly. Um, Durham number four is, is 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 in its preliminary stages. Exactly. Um, I'm really excited for that one. Oh yeah, yeah. So 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 many great things coming up. Please check us out, and please I want to take this opportunity one one last time to remind people to please go to the website, and then please yeah please check out check out our books. I mean we love it when people go and and, and say great stuff about our books. It, it's 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 awesome, and and you know and we love to say great stuff about other people's books as well but exactly. yeah but definitely please check out uh Darum captain stars number one through three they're available at the website digital form print form um same with taxi cab joe number one it's also available in digital and print form you can buy those as well um you know and, and we as i said both options digital is 150 print is five um you know uh, and just please check us out check us out um we also want to take this opportunity to basically uh, talk about the podcast here that we do. Exactly. I mean, please share this with your friends. Talk to people about it. Word of mouth is actually very important as well. Sharing on, on social media is great. Please do that. Please continue to do that. But seriously, if you know a friend who would like to hear our podcast, just give them word of mouth. Word of mouth is so important. I remember back when, when you and I were kids. Yes. How important word of mouth was. I mean, that's how we got people to play other video games, read the books that we liked, watch the movies that we liked. We would always tell them about it. We'd say, hey, have you heard or have you seen this thing, you know? Yeah, and it's great that you share the links and you share yeah. the podcast link. Oh, yeah, on please continue to do on that. On Twitter and stuff like that. We totally appreciate everything that you guys do for us, as well as letting them know word of mouth, say, hey, there's this great podcast that Crazy Monkey Inc. does. you got to check them out hmm. as well. And we're always going to be doing book recommendations and comic recommendations and yeah. video game recommendations and also... Um, movie recommendations. If there's anything else entertainment-wise that you would like us to touch on, please get us a, at a DM at Corey Rue Hepler on Twitter, or if you want to drop a comment in one of these podcasts, I, I check the comments frequently, and if there's something that you would like us to touch on, we have no problem doing that. Oh yeah, and then if you wanna if you wanna get a hold of, if you wanna get a hold of me, um, you can get a hold of me via social media as well. Um, you can find me um, uh, at Iron, as Iron Maiden Fanatic on Instagram. You can find me as Jared Wayne Gifford on Twitter. Um, you can find you can find me as uh, um, 
you you can find me um, on Facebook. Um, same name. Yeah. Just, you, uh, well, just actually, just Jared Gifford Facebook. Um, you can and, find me as well on Facebook at just yeah. Corey Hepler. Yeah, and then and then the whole thing is it should be obvious who we are. Our avatars will totally give us away. Exactly. <laughs> um, hold on though. Before we wrap this up, I'm going to give my book recommendations real quick. Okay, because I didn't get to get to that. You're good. Um. In book recommendations, first off, I uh, you know I want to I want to talk about a certain different series, um, but um, one one of one of the first things I want to talk about is um, is Gail Simone's run on Wonder Woman. Check yes, that out. It is a gorgeous run. Gail it, Simone yeah. does a fantastic job. Oh yeah, so please check out her stuff. Check out her stuff. Um, you know, um, I also want to uh, plug uh, plug a friend here really quick. I would suggest Chad Harden's run on Harley Quinn. I mean, he does an awesome job with her. Yeah, the art that he does is phenomenal. Oh yeah, and then um, as far as novels, uh, as far as novels go, um, certain certain books that I would uh, I, I would like to suggest. I was just kidnapped. From Robert Louis Stevenson. I know I'm always given the the classic novels here. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Uh, but I said, yeah, um, Robert Louis Stevenson. I would totally suggest that. Uh, Kidnapped. Um, I would also suggest. Um, I would also suggest a Christmas Carol from Charles Dickens. I know that's a cliched story that most people think of, but seriously, there's a reason why it's such a beloved classic. And it's a and it's a beautiful one. It has a bunch of morals that people need to instill in their children. So definitely check that one out. Oh yeah, definitely for sure. And last but certainly not least, I would suggest both the Iliad and the Odyssey from Homer. Dude, seriously, come yeah. on. Who's not going to want to read that? Oh, and also Beowulf. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Beowulf, yes, please. <laughs> Check that out as well. Anyway, uh... Oh, oh, one more. Oh. Dante's Inferno. Oh, of course. Hey, and if you're going to go down that route, I'm going to actually add in another one myself. Faust. Faust? Dude. Dude, seriously, yeah. Faust is amazing. <laughs> yes, definitely check Faust out. I remember when I was reading Faust, and it was yeah. in actually middle school, and I had read it, and I was like, "This has got to be the most amazing novel I've oh, ever read." And I want to, and I want to uh, give this opportunity to tell people right before we wrap this up. Yeah, go ahead. I want to give the opportunity to tell people. Um, another way you can find our podcast, you can always follow the links we give you, but another way you can find our podcast, you can actually look us up on Spotify. Yes. Our podcast, you can look up on Spotify now. Yeah, we are on Spotify. This is now the 21st episode of the Crazy Monkey Inc. podcast. We hope that by the beginning of next year, we've got over 30 podcasts and... From the bottom of our hearts, we absolutely love you guys. We appreciate what you do for us. We appreciate the fans. Mm -hmm. Thank you for everything that you do for Crazy Monkey Inc. and sharing us and helping us with the word of mouth that you do. Because without you guys, we wouldn't have this podcast. We wouldn't be the indie company coming out with amazing comics that we do. So mm. we greatly, greatly appreciate what you guys do for us. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, it's like I've always said. It's you, the fans, that that you that really that really make this worth it all. 
that you really do because like in all honesty seriously to reiterate if it wasn't for the fans if it wasn't for people sharing us and doing what they can to get the word out we literally wouldn't be a company and we appreciate the hell out of you guys oh yeah well with that being said uh i guess we can uh we can wrap it up uh let people uh, let people know uh you know as as we reiterate go to crazymonkeyinc.com check out what we have to offer Please check out our comics, and as I said, you can find our uh, follow our links, share our links, tell people about the podcast, and then hey, look us up on Spotify. Exactly, Jared. As yeah. always, it's been fantastic having you on the podcast tonight. Oh yeah, always great to be here, and we will see you next week. Have a fantastic new week, everybody.